Hey folks, today is Monday, August 28th. My name is Josh Boykin and I'm the founder of Intelligame.us. Welcome to another edition of Intelligame Radio. If you're getting this notification live, then that means that Fluffy Pancake XO is streaming. She is doing a hurricane relief stream for Houston, her hometown. Her front lawn is currently pretty ruined underwater, and that is the least of the concerns in Houston. Um, if you've seen any of the news, it's it's tragic down there. Fluffy is one of my favorite streamers of all time. She runs a exceptionally chill stream it's really friendly it has an amazing <clears throat> an amazing community and she's currently running a hurricane relief stream she set a goal of five hundred dollars and in under an hour she's already at 710 i am hoping that we can go far beyond that she is doing amazing work and the money is really necessary down there so if you've got some time i would encourage you to head on over to twitch.tv slash fluffypancakexo. I'll leave the link right here on, I'll leave the link right here on Anchor so you can just tap it um, and use that uh, exclamation mark relief command and you can figure out where to donate. I'm really looking forward to seeing how much, how much effort we can get down there. Um, if you don't have the, the funds to be able to donate, that's totally cool. Um, if you could just show up in the stream, show some support in the chat, and then share it with your friends, I think that would be absolutely amazing. Uh, thank you so much for, uh, for your support, and I um, am sending best wishes and thoughts down to everyone in Houston and who are affected by Hurricane Harvey. This is yet another, uh, another natural disaster that hopefully we'll be able to pull through together as... Uh, as humans who care about other humans. Near the beginning of the year, I was at a group of folks that was meant to be a discussion group called Let's Talk. It was not long after the Trump election, and many people, particularly those from marginalized backgrounds, were feeling that the world was a much scarier, much more intense place. It was a space that was meant for us to be able to have discussions, to be able to talk about our viewpoints, to share our stories, our concerns, our fears. At one point, I was talking to the group, and I remember saying that it would be critically important for everybody to play their position, which sounds exceptionally generic, but what I meant was that everybody has a way that they can contribute, that they can make things better. And it would be critically important for us to find those ways that we can help make things better and to actually do those things. I'm talking about this tonight because I'm actually still watching Fluffy Pancake XO's stream for Houston Relief. Her original goal was $500 and her community came in and cleared the $500 goal within an hour. It was, it was just amazing to watch all the people roll in and donate $10, 50 
it's now five hours later and she's raised $1,234. And it's amazing to think that this is part of the power of what gaming can do. This is what we are capable of when we find our talents, when we find what we're good at, when we utilize those things to help the people around us. Fluffy Pancake XO, uh, this was an important cause for her because Houston's her hometown. This is where she's from. And there are any number of ways that people can get involved. But she knew that as one of the lucky few with power and with access to this kind of technology, this was a way for her to galvanize her community. I am really glad that this is still going and I'm hoping they're shooting for a goal of $1,500. I think they have said that they're not going to stop until, until they hit $1,500. So I hope that that happens soon so that she can get some rest. But I hope that we all take some time to think about what are the ways that we can play our position? What are the ways that we can utilize the things that we're good at, the skills that we have to be able to help propel change and progress and particularly help to uplift and benefit those who are in need? I think this is a really awesome way to show the power of gaming and to put things in a positive light to show that this is a group of people who care about video games, but also care about looking out for people and for helping those who are in a really bad situation. If you're hearing this live, I know it's pretty late. Um, I encourage you to swing over to twitch.tv slash fluffypancakexo. Again, the link will be right here in the, uh, in the segment description. And uh, if you can, donate. I think it's really important and I'm glad to be able to do my part to help support it as well. In some lighter news, the Destiny 2 beta for PC dropped today. For many folks who are PC exclusive gamers, this will be the first time that they've gotten their chance to dive into the Destiny universe. I did get a beta key and I spent some time with the beta today. Much of it is unchanged from the PS4 version. The story mission is the same, the strike mission is the same as well. What is different is that there's a new multiplayer map, and I'm still learning my way around it. What has been interesting though, is playing the game with a keyboard and mouse seems to trigger a completely different mentality of play for me. And you wouldn't think that the difference between using a keyboard and using a keyboard and mouse would be that significant when I'm already pretty well versed in both. But I do feel like this is somehow the same way that when I play Super Smash Bros, my gameplay style changes based on the controller I'm using. Originally, you could play Super Smash Bros um, for the Wii and for the Wii U with a GameCube controller which is the same one that they use for Super Smash Bros. Melee. And with that style, I tend to be very uh, defensive. I do a lot of shielding. But when I use the Wii Remote, which is the natural control scheme for the Wii and the Wii U, I get much more aggressive. I tend to move faster and lash out. And it sounds weird, but I think it's just due to the size of the shield button. The shield button on one control on the Wii remote is very small and awkward to get to. 
On the flip side, the shields on the GameCube controller are large and ergonomically designed. They're comfortable. You just naturally feel more incentivized to use those buttons. It's kind of interesting the way that tactile experience can have so much to do with the way that we experience a game. I've always been a really big advocate for having a quality controller with the release of a console. Many of us who are console gamers can remember going over to a friend's house, being the last one over there and having to use the like Brand X Mad Cats or GameStop brand controller and it felt like cheap plastic. And naturally it just felt like you were getting the short end of the stick. Regardless of whether or not we're playing digital games, our interfaces are always physical. And the quality of those physical interfaces is going to shape our experience. I think for many players, Destiny 2 is going to have a richer experience on PC because they can use mechanical keyboards, special gaming mice, and can change and use high... Uh, high-resolution displays, all these different things that make PC gamers proud to be PC gamers. And Destiny 2 also runs at higher graphics quality on PC than it does on console. So for folks who want to have the optimized HDR, 4K, whatever experience, they'll have the access to do that by playing on PC. But even for folks who don't have the highest quality technology or whatnot, I do think it's important to remember that sometimes, regardless of what it is we're playing, what we're playing it with can be just as important. PAX Prime takes place this weekend. The Penny Arcade Expo, as it's called, and PAX West, actually, as it's called now, uh, will be a four-day convention that takes place over Labor Day weekend. A number of folks are headed up there already for what's called PAX Dev, the developer and industry-focused section of PAX. I'll be heading up on Thursday to start doing interviews and meeting different folks, doing discussions that you will probably hear about right here on Anchor. I'm excited about PAX at the same time as I do hold reservations. Last year when I went to PAX, it was... The, it was the first time that I had ever attended a Penny Arcade Expo. And though there are multiple ones now, PAX South, PAX East, uh, there'll be a PAX, uh, essentially a tabletop PAX, I think it's called Unplugged. So even though there are a number of opportunities out there, this uh, last year was my first opportunity to attend one. And the pure scale of it was overwhelming. E3 hadn't been letting in public access yet, so it had a very different tone, and it was the first show that I'd been to that was meant to be direct consumer fan-facing. It's bright, and it's loud, and it's crowded, but people tend to have a really fantastic time being around thousands of other people who care about games and game culture as much as they do. Where I can admit that my reservations come in is that after going to particularly Game Devs of Color Expo, but being to a number of smaller conventions that have targeted mindsets, that have codes of conduct, that have um, not just codes of conduct, because I believe Penny Arcade Expo has one as well, but 
a specific goal and a mission. Many times uh, that mission includes fostering marginalized communities. There's a sort of attitude that comes from those conventions that it feels safer, it feels more comfortable, it feels more open. A number of trends that I think I have seen originally in the small convention space have thankfully started to branch out into some of these larger conventions. For example, uh, restrooms, uh, unisex restrooms, or um, gender neutral restrooms. Um, having a displayed code of conduct with people to contact to enforce code of conduct violations so that if people are being harassed or being discriminated against or otherwise being made to feel unsafe or unwelcome in a space that they can have those discussions and make sure that there's somebody who can address the problems. These are, these I believe were things that started in small convention spaces because they're part of the reasons that small conventions came to exist. Because people would go to larger conventions and go have these awkward or frustrating experiences and wanted to have a space where they wouldn't have to deal with that. Game Devs of Color Expo was fantastic because I, it was just, it was being around a bunch of other people of color in a space where the panels that wasn't just one panel that's a, the generic diversity in games panel that every convention seems to have and then say yep that's enough we don't we don't need to talk about that subject anymore i am really excited about pax's ability to bring some of the heavy hitters together and to have some of these broad scale kind of almost glitzy situations like e3 Square Enix and other large-scale large, large scale developers will be there. There'll be, I'm sure, see, <laughs> reveals of, uh, of upcoming games and secret information in upcoming games that'll be really exciting, particularly as we move into Q4, which is sort of the big video game sales time going into that Christmas holiday season. Particularly, we're going to be in Seattle, which is Microsoft and Nintendo's backyards, so I'm sure they'll have some stuff to show as well. But there is a part of me that hopes that through the panels or through other situations, I'll be able to find the heart in PAX at the same time as I'm finding the glitz. Alright folks, I think that's going to do it for us today. Thank you for listening to another edition of Intelligame Radio. I'm your host, Josh Boykin, and as always, you can find me on Twitter, at Wallstormer. If you're looking for more IntelliGame content, you can swing over to IntelliGame.us or follow us on social media at Facebook or Twitter.com slash Let's IntelliGame. And don't forget that IntelliGame Radio, as well as the rest of the IntelliGame Network, is supported by viewers and listeners just like you. If you're interested in pitching in, head on over to Patreon.com slash Let's IntelliGame and uh, you can go ahead and make your donations there. We are moving our live stream this week to Wednesday because on Thursday I'll be up in Seattle. So day after tomorrow, we will be continuing to stream Orwell, the narrative adventure that places us in control of a government surveillance system. I hope you will check it out. It'll be from 
5 p.m., probably actually 5.30 p.m. to 9 p.m. Pacific time. So uh, you can join us over at twitch.tv slash Let's Intelligame. Thanks for joining again tonight, and until tomorrow, keep Intelligaming.